Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make, the choices other people make. This podcast explores all things as they relate to dating and romantic relationships. Why we ignore or choose to ignore or miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, narcissistic behavior, deception, addiction, and so much more. Join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants, anonymous guest dating stories, and experts who share their wisdom so we can better navigate the dating terrain. If you are new to the show or have been with me from the beginning, hold on tight for the Anonymous Andrew Experience. Greetings, Anonymous Andrew. Life and the choices we make. Okay, so it is a Tuesday, which means it is time to release another episode on the Twin Flames Universe Controversy. So if you've been following me for at least a month on this topic, every Tuesday I'm releasing an episode that I record Uh, doing an investigation into the Twin Flames, and it's all based on the Netflix and Amazon documentary, which uh, was aired, I think, last year sometimes. Um, In the meantime, I joined two Facebook groups where they support anybody who got out of the cult and or any family members and friends and 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 so forth who are are alienated from the people that are still um in the cult it, it's just a horrible thing and while doc, while Netflix and and Amazon did a, a great job i think uh, there's some banter going on about that but i think they did a great job because this cult is getting away with a a, a, uh, gotta be careful what i say they're getting away with things that they should not be getting away with um i'm I'm not going to call them illegal because the uh, I do believe the law enforcement is investigating, and they just can't seem to find to f- find anything to bring them down. And if you watch the documentary, they were visited by the police a couple of times, and they seem to be at the time of, of the of the filming of the documentary, they seem to be okay with what Jeff answered. They answered the questions that Jeff that they asked Jeff, and and. They said thank you for your time and walked out. And I, I just, I scratched my head. And I, but I, I don't have any information as whether the law enforcement is doing any more. There have been allegations of rape and forced labor, and there was even a suicide uh, that occurred within the cult. And uh, Jeff completely washed his hands of that. Um, and, and and there's been many, many other allegations. But uh, 
the way Jeff explained it to the law enforcement was, I'm not forcing anybody to do anything. I offer a product, and they pay for it, and they join, and it's a community, and they're free to come and go as they please. And um, But it's not that simple. If you watch the documentary, you'll see that it's not that simple. Um, anyway, today I have a fifth episode for you. I brought Alana McKenzie back, and you might say, well, who is that? Alana was on my show back in September, but the episode never aired. It was one of my lost archives. It, it got buried. Doing this podcast is, besides a passion, and I love doing it, it's just a lot of work, and being a one-man show, well, now I have some people helping me, but back then I was just overwhelmed with, with episodes and guests and some episodes just never made it on the air and Alana's was one of them. So I contacted her and I told her that I was releasing her episode this week and I, I explained to her that I was doing a Twin Flames thing and she she heard about it and she watched the documentary and she definitely said, she would love to come back and talk about it. And she runs a dating service, but she's got a lot of information about the feminine uh, energy. Yeah, the feminine energy that. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up <laughs> as usual and let Alana and the episode do the talking. Take a listen to this, and we will chat on the other side. Ciao. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Anonymous Andrew. And today in my continuing series, Investigating the Twin Flames Universe, I have with me Alana McKenzie. And that name may or may not sound familiar to you yet because she did an episode with me about a year ago. Well, first let me welcome Alana. Alana, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Andrew. Having you again. <laughs> okay, let, let me explain that. So Alana and I met back in September of 2023, and we recorded an episode. And in typical fashion in my universe, it got lost. <laughs> so it it's being resurrected, and it will be airing very shortly, hopefully next weekend. But in the meantime, Alana and I reconnected about the Twin Flames universe, and I've, I've invited her back on to discuss the cult let's just get it out there right there they're a cult okay um just a little bit on alana is she's a dating coach and she has her own uh dating service called sovereign dating so alana tell us a little bit about that and then let's get right into the twin flames yeah very briefly um because we're here for the twin flame stuff but uh kind of how it relates, I guess, is this word sovereign, right? Which in my world means sovereign as in you are governing yourself. (laughs) Correct. Um, And so the difference between something like what we see happening in the Twin Flames universe in relationships is like someone else tells you what to do. Someone else tells you who to love and who to be. And in my version of dating and relationships, that is the opposite of love. Correct. Absolutely. And the opposite of relating to someone in a healthy way. 
And so um, that's where my concern lies because what I want to teach people is how to uh, recognize themselves and be sovereign in themselves and, and love from that place and really love other people from that place as well, loving themselves and loving other people from this place of self-awareness and compassion and, and true intimacy. Um, whereas what I have seen, and again, I, have, I was never part of the Twin Flames universe, but um, from what Thankfully. I've seen, <laughs> yes, exactly, very grateful for that. Um, but, but, you know, what I know about it is that it's, it's very, it's about control and it's about um, the outside, like someone from the outside telling you how to love and what's right for you. And, and then again, it got even deeper, right? As we saw, is like being, telling you who your gender is and, and, and who to love and, and all of this kind of stuff. And so um, I just advocate for the opposite. <laughs> it's, it. All right. Let, let, let's, uh, let me bring, I'm going to talk about something you just mentioned, uh, being told who to love or uh, in the very first 10 minutes of the Amazon documentary, which is called Seeking uh, uh, Seeking Soulmate, Escaping Twin Flames. Mm -hmm. There, uh, there was a, I uh, forget her name. Oh, I have it right here. The woman, uh, the woman who actually did um, Alice Hines uh, with Vanity Fair. She, she went there. So the, the Amazon vid documentary is about her trip to to Michigan to, to stay with them for a couple of days and do what they thought was like an interview. And of course it turned out to be the Amazon documentary, but in the first 10 minutes, they, they actually, the, the police show up at the door and they, they ask Jeff if they can come in and talk to him. And he, he was like, I don't really want to. And he says, they say something like, well, it's either here or down at the station which is what you always hear when they say that. And so Jeff lets them in and he asked them, why are you here? And he says, well, we're getting calls that you, that you are controlling people and brainwashing them in to do things that uh, against their will. And his answer was, how can I make somebody do something that they don't want to do? And within a five minute span, he convinced them that everything was up on the up and up and, now, I don't know if they played the entire tape uh, or the, the, if the police released it, but the police basically said, thank you for your time and walked out, you know, almost like they accepted Jeff's answer. And and no, no, I, I, this was recorded several years ago. They're still up and running. Yeah. So anyway, I, I only brought that up because they were talking about the even the police and, and they're aware that Jeff and Shalia are, are controlling and brainwashing these people who are vulnerable. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's. Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, there isn't a law against that. Right. right. How can you measure that? Um, and, and so, yeah, the police, I'm, that's lovely. People are calling them, but they're not, they're not going to be who can really affect change in this case. Right. They're, they're not doing anything illegal. They're selling ideas, right? Which people, people have sold ideas for, Oh, very long time. Very long time. We were just talking about the beginning of the twin flame concept um, before we started recording, and that dates back to the Greeks, which the Greeks were were excellent at. You know, um, it wasn't selling ideas necessarily because the money was quite <laughs> quite different. No, but it was philosophy. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's 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 what that kind of time period was about. Was the was this real bursting forth of philosophy and philosophical ideas? And what Jeff and Shelley are doing is they've created some ideas and they are they are selling them very effectively. I would say uh. too, very very effectively. Um, and the reason that I would say that's happening is because they are specifically targeting people who are vulnerable and that is people who are heartbroken right like people who have just experienced some kind of relationship trauma or have lost the person that they feel they need to be with or something like that like the twin flames concept is perfectly positioned to be for people who just are heartbroken like absolutely feel their life purpose has been dashed and their love is gone right and so um that's a very vulnerable place to enter into a community <laughs> oh. and especially a community that promises <laughs> to fix your problem like a community that says you can have what you want <laughs> um yeah uh, so let's of course i'm gonna do this i'm gonna insert myself and my story into this so a, a year and a half ago or so i left a relationship or the relationship disbanded, but for many, almost maybe almost two years, I thought this person was my soulmate, which I want to talk to you about in a minute. And I might have even gone as far to say that I might have thought she was my twin flame. Mm -hmm. And when I found out what she was doing and, and it was all lies and blah, 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 and I got out, I was that vulnerable person that you were talking about. I was destroyed uh i was down and out i was a shell of a man i i i thought my world was over my and, and at the time my soulmate was ripped away from me and how so how i mean i i this is uh, uh of course you don't know the answer to this but you say they're they're preying on the people like that so i i would have been a victim had i come across their website or or if I Googled, you know, heartbroken, and I, I don't know how they're marketing, but they're not targeting people like the, they're not looking on the Internet to find people who are heart, people are coming to them is the way I understand it. Mm -hmm. What I, I, I'm, there's a question in there somewhere. I, what would make somebody like myself who was heartbroken? look them up and say oh i'm gonna pay eight thousand dollars or six thousand or whatever the even introductory cost is uh are they that vulnerable that they would pay that well here i i think i know where you're getting at yeah so thank you answer that <laughs> okay um, so it starts, this is how, you know, you call them a cult, and this is how you can identify them as a cult, is because it starts slowly. Like, there's a process of uh, indoctrination that happens. Okay. So, you know, first, you're just looking. And this is what happened to me, too, because I also had one of those life-shattering heartbreaks that you're talking about. That's what's in my book, The Art of Feminine Seduction, which is all about how I moved past that kind of feeling of loneliness and and. It, disempowerment in love like I can't have what I want so when you're in that place of loneliness and like I don't know for me it was like I don't know what's wrong with me right because I just could not 
find love. Like right. I just could not find relationship. So I did, I went looking on the internet and I watched a lot of YouTube. Like I watched a lot of YouTube and read articles and books and, and I was, I was, I was seeking. So that's how it just starts, uh, right? Like you're okay. just seeking to find an answer to what's wrong, you know, like, and, and where I had gotten to was like, it's gotta be me because it had been, you know, over a decade. Of, me of, too. I could say, I could say the same the thing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and so at that point you are, you're just, you're kind of seeking, you're like in the seeking stage. Right. And so then if you find these people who tell you they have the answers, right, that's very reassuring mm. at, at one point. It's just like, you know what, you can, you can fix this, right? There's just, there's hope for you, right? So you're just, you're getting into the hope of, mm. the, of the situation again. And then they bring in community, right? So you join the Facebook group or one of their little community. <laughs> Which they have, yeah. Yeah, and, and so then you start to get deeper into um, the indoctrination is what we can call it, right? So it's, it's like, these are the ideas that lead to you finding love. And they've got the coaches in there telling you, you know, here's what to do next and here's what to do next. Like you're, you're, you're being set on a path at that point. And, and um, this is where people start to talk about like drinking the Kool-Aid. Like that's where right. you're drinking the Kool-Aid because you're not being told specifically, you know, like do what Jeff says or you're bad, but you're starting to get into this mode of being where you're like, this is the answer. This is the answer. And, and you kind of keep going down that path of these people have what I need. <laughs> um, and then you're being sold to. Um, and, and this is where I've, I get upset because I also hear about the bullying that happens at this point, oh, and the pressure yeah. that happens at this point, and the, um, you know, the, the, the taking down. And, and for me, that's like kicking people when they're down already because, you know, people who feel lonely and feel um, like they don't have the love that they want in their life are looking for someone who tells them how to have that and then to just be, you know, like, told they're doing it wrong because they're not paying money <laughs> to join uh. something, you know, is like, that's, that's a major red flag. But of course, you're not thinking about that when you're, when you're just looking for the answer of how to find love. Like, you're not, you know, you're not, you're not like, oh, am I being manipulated? Or am I being um, bullied here? Right? Like, am I being bullied? You're really looking for the answer of love. <laughs> And I was exactly so you you said after your heartbreak, you jumped on YouTube and the Internet. I did a little bit of that. uh, But at that time, I was already a big podcast fan. Like I was already listening because over the past several years, I was in relationships that uh, I found myself always apologizing. I'm sorry, whatever. And uh, I came across podcasts at one point back in, I guess, 2015, 2016. And that caught my, um, my attention. So you, uh, for some reason, YouTube never did anything for me. And I don't know why. And, and I even have a YouTube channel and I I post videos, but whatever. I, I turned to podcasting. Thank God I didn't find anybody that was trying to suck me in because I might've even given them money just to get me out of that. Cause you go down a rabbit hole, right? When you, when you break up, you really, or if you're broken up with and you're and and they abused you. All right. There's something I'd like to talk about. You talked about like drinking the Kool-Aid uh, mm-hmm. or, or getting 
fed the Kool-Aid and you, they do something called the mirror exercise. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Is that a real thing or is that something they made up or is it something they took and twisted? Uh, they took it. Uh, I can't remember where that work originated, but, it, you know, it's been used by other cults before. Like, it's not, um, you know, <laughs> it's not. It's not, like, it's not new. Oh, yeah, it's not. It's not just a new thing for them. Um, and I believe that at a certain level it could be used to, yeah, to transform yourself in certain ways, you know, like again, w if we talk about like the path of moderation, like any kind of transformational work can help you. <laughs> um, but when it's done again with that level of control and sort of like, that's always the answer, like that's the answer. Cause that, that was again, the impression I got from these, you know, uh, media right. <laughs> things. again, not having been in, in the group. Um, but the impression I got was like, that's the answer. And anything, anytime again, you're told like, this is the answer. That's when you should you, maybe take a step back. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's like, maybe some mirror work could help you identify some patterns of victimhood or something in your life. But to say that that's like the answer to any feeling you have or any thought you have or any experience you are going through is is um in my opinion very silly <laughs> like that's just well no. and and uh, ironically or or i did some of that in the early days after my breakup because the the woman that i was with before she broke up with me uh or actually after she broke up with me she actually sent me a very nasty email and said something to the effect of number one I, I am no longer attracted to you because in the beginning she put me on a pedestal, told me how attractive I was. Right. And she, so she took that back by, by saying some very mean things. Mm -hmm. And then she also told me that I will never find anybody as beautiful as her, which yeah. she was beautiful, but she fed me these lines. So yeah. now I am down this rabbit hole thinking that I'm ugly, that I'm unlovable, that I, I will never find anybody, whether beautiful or not, you know, all this stuff. And I, I don't remember how, who, or where, but somebody told me to go into the bathroom and look in the mirror and start doing self-love. Yeah. So look at yourself in the mirror and say, you are a good person and you are handsome or you are whatever. You feed yeah. yourself self-love. What yeah. they're doing in Twin Flames is, so if you, you, you and I are together and you tell me that you don't love me, I'm supposed to go look in the mirror and go, she doesn't love me because I don't love me or something. You know, they, they yeah, twist it. Right. Yeah. And they make it your fault. They yeah. almost make it like everything that happened was your fault. Yeah. Or that they want you to say that in the mirror. And I, I, I just can't imagine looking in the mirror and saying it. I'm ugly because if you tell me that I'm ugly, I'm ugly because I, I think I'm ugly. This is the. Yeah train of thought that they're using or, or yeah. the methodology they're using all right yeah. and what i found disturbing was that it didn't seem to be self-practiced you know uh, right like there was never there was a lot of of projecting on the part of jeff <laughs> we can just say um because i actually shalia was like a little quiet you know mouth zipped <laughs> didn't seem to have anything to say um but uh 
Jeff was very vocal about, you know, and even yelling, right? Like, yes. Abusive again, like very aggressive. And, and the language. Yes. Yes. And that was not, I, I did not see like, oh, I, this is a person who takes radical self-responsibility. That was yeah, not no. what I got from him at all. Um, so for that to be like the cornerstone stone of their work uh, was very suspect to me because uh, there is such thing as like radical self um, responsibility, which in my opinion would look something like, you know, if you have decided that because someone sends you an email telling you're ugly, that that means you're ugly, the, the responsibility for yourself there is like, oh, I gave someone else the power to decide power. what I look like. Yeah. That's my responsibility. But it's not your fault that someone's calling you ugly. You know, like that's that's just on them. Like that's on them. It's only on you to how much you let it in, right? It's only on you how much you believe them, <laughs> I guess, right? Well, um, <laughs> and that goes back to when you're, if you're, feel like your other your twin flame your soulmate your lover has, has left you or in my case i think it was a mutual breakup because i had to finally walk away but you're so devastated so deep down in that rabbit hole yeah. that you will we're going back to being the vulnerable you're, you're almost willing to believe or hear or under, like you said she called me i don't think she actually said i'm ugly she just said I'm, you, I'm no longer attracted to you, but but she did make it sound like you'll never find anybody because I found you attractive. Whatever, yeah. it's it's horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing is when you've created this intimate connection with someone, you you're in love with them. What they say does matter. It does in, matter in a relationship. Yeah. It does matter, and and the you know the words right this is why our family has so much power to hurt us because yeah. we care about them right we care about the words that the people we care about use for yeah. us and say to us um and so again to just say like the answer is always go to the mirror and and tell mm. yourself you know that <laughs> you did you mm. felt something or you did something and it's about you is um oversimplification for, for one thing and uh, also yep. horrible in uh, you know at another level because then you're not even really addressing the relationship also you know right um, which is what's at stake there because what happens when someone insults you or is aggressive to you or um, you know bullies you or any of the, the the negative things that happen to us in relationship is that that's a wound in the relationship. You know, and and yes, how you respond to the wound matters. <laughs> that's that that's true. But also you don't deserve to be hurt like you don't deserve to be to receive nasty emails. Right. Like you you don't you don't deserve to be abused emotionally. You know, it, it just. Yeah. Um, yeah. You said something before about that's why our families can hurt us. Or th There's a, a saying that only people that we love or or that love us can truly hurt us the people on like a stranger can't hurt you in that way. so if i walked up to a stranger on the street and said i don't love you because you're ugly i i think i would if somebody said that to me on the street i'd look at them like they were crazy and walk away and i don't think it would really bother me mm -hmm. but coming from somebody who you spent many many beautiful times together and you thought that there was something there let's talk let, let's i think this is a good segue into 
uh, soulmates and the actual concept of twin flames. Uh, before we started recording, you said you don't necessarily believe in that concept. You want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, for sure. So twin flames comes from this idea, again, from the Greek, uh, that some people are uh, split, their soul has been split in two, and so then there are two people on Earth walking around, and that's your twin flame, right? So if you, you've been a separated soul, essentially. You've been a soul that's split in half, and so your other half is somewhere out there on Earth. And then uh, we get, you know, this language like, you know, your other half, right? Right. <laughs> your other half, or, um, you know, looking for someone to complete you, right? There you and, go. Yep. Um, again, my approach in terms of sovereign dating and being like uh, your own functional self first before you try to love someone else um, and, and having, you know, this this capacity in yourself first to love yourself <laughs> and then to love others rather than to be looking for specifically for someone who completes you to complete right? you or who is your other half um in my opinion that kind of thinking leads to a lot of codependency i was just going to ask you about that yeah yeah <laughs> You are, you know where we're going. I, I know. I, I, because codependency is the is the basis of you. You're dependent on that other person's. Uh, I mean, this healthy codependency, meaning she, you are, you meet my needs, physical needs, emotional needs. Uh, that's the, the law of attraction and and the love languages and all that. But when when you get down to what we're talking about, like becoming a, a, a soulmates. Uh, it is it, this is a twin flame is, is is if if it exists at all if the Greek mythology has any merit it, it, is that would that be codependency or the, are you saying twin flames just don't exist period I mean I, I who am I to say whether that exists oh or not? yeah but I mean the approach just in terms of this this mindset we can just say in ter- like I I'm looking for someone from the other half oh, this, of my soul. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, I think that that starts with the assumption of I'm incomplete. It starts with the assumption that I'm not whole, right? And that I, I need this other person to complete me. Yeah. I need this other person to be with me or else I'm not okay. Um, and the, the sort of therapeutic word that is now being used is interdependent so we want to create relationships that are interdependent in terms of like like when my husband's gone i'm sad you know like i'm just like i wish he would come home and you know we could have dinner at night and whatever like i wish he didn't have a business trip you know right (laughs) um but i'm okay right like i i'm not I'm I'm not falling apart. You're not melting. I'm You're not, not melting. In the, you know. yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. losing my shape. Exactly. That's yeah. a really good way to put that. Yeah. Like I'm still fine. I'm still my own human. I'm still uh doing my my stuff. I'm, you know, <laughs> living my life. Um because yes, like when he's gone I, I don't love that. And um again, death, right? All relationships end. So sometime whether by breakup or death, we will be parted. And that's going to be hard, you know. Um, but it's not this idea of like, I need him. <laughs> yeah. In order to, 
Yeah, to keep my shape. That's a really good way to put that. Um, or, or to be the person I'm supposed to be, right? It's like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm the person I'm supposed to be. Like, I am that. And um, loving him is, a, is like a, this beautiful journey I get to be on in life rather than um, like, I don't know, there's something like drastic about like my soul is split if I don't have this other right. Um And so, yeah, that's, that's where I just feel the premise kind of sets you up for, the premise of Twin Flame sets you up for being in kind of a state of codependency um and maybe it maybe it exists maybe not i'm I'm not connected at a enough at a spiritual soul level to see that or know that you know um but just for me personally that kind of language feels it feels off yeah i i have to agree with you the the only time that I would and, and 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 it's almost beautiful in a way I, I you you hear stories where couples were married for I don't know let's say 70 years and uh, people in their late 80s or 90s and the husband dies or the wife dies and then literally the the other half dies a month later mm-hmm. because um, it, it's rare but I, you hear those uh, sometimes you hear those it, it it's sad talking about death but sometimes i hear it on the news that they were married they were 100 years old and when one passed away just naturally the other one died a few weeks later you hear these things what would i mean we're kind of getting off topic here but to me that sounds like they were so interconnected that they were dependent on each other for life and and i mean it's a rare i don't know how often that really happens but mm-hmm. That that to me, I don't know if I'd call that a twin flame. I would just call that true love or deep love, and yeah. their heart was so broken that. Yeah, and also you know, we get into these patterns that happens actually interestingly more often for men than women. Like if the, if the wife dies first, the man is more likely. Really. To, yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, that's why it's interdependent is is a thing because it's like there is a dependency, there there is a. There, there is something about building your life with someone that, you know, it's the journey I wanted to take. That's why I got married, you know, is like because I wanted to be live my life with someone like I wanted to build that kind of partnership that, you know, maybe someday we we would be like, yeah, it's it's not it's not that fun without you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's really not. Um, and. Uh, so I, I absolutely think, you know, that's kind of, yeah, maybe, uh, a morbid, but kind of beautiful appearance in terms of, of like, yeah, that was just, that was a partnership that went so deep that, that it no longer was really exciting to be doing life without that other person. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, if you're, if you're with somebody, uh, for 70 something years we're talking about life like a whole lifetime and and you shared everything uh yeah i i I, you see this sometimes on either hallmark cards or you'll see you'll see it i or i live by the beach i have seen elderly couples walking on the beach holding hands and i look at that and and 
sadly, I'll say to myself, I'll never have that, you know, because you look at them and you see true love. You see, and I'm talking elderly, like not, not I'm 63. I'm talking 93 or 89 or something, whatever. It's, and they're holding hands as if they still truly love each other. Um, unlike some couples who, when they get in their 60s and 70s, they don't even sleep in the same bed sometimes. But yeah. these elderly people that, that still love each other so deeply that, that they pass on from each other within weeks of each other. It's just, mm. it's sad, but it's it's also beautiful at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, boy, we kind of like got off the whole Twin Flames thing. Um <laughs> But no, we're getting, we're, yeah, we're getting deep into talking about, well, we talked about does the, the concept of soulmates and twin flames really exist? I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that the other half of my soul is walking around someplace. Um, after my relationship did end and I did do some mirror exercises and many people told me, and you might have even been one of them, stay single for some time to to respect yourself to learn how to love yourself to heal to, to process because i never processed any of the relationship that i lost and i i've, I've been managed i've managed to stay single uh, god it has to be 16 17 months now that I, I, yeah, i've gone on a few dates but i'm talking about i have not jumped into a relationship yeah. and i'm i'm i can't believe i'm saying this after 60 years on this earth but i'm comfortable in my own skin now i'm finally yeah. I don't think that there's somebody out there that is, you know, let's say there's a, a, cat, a pot a, for every kettle or whatever. You know, yeah, there might be somebody out there for me, but they're not my other half. They're, yeah. they're not. Yeah. They're, there's nobody out there that's going to complete me. I need to complete me first. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, in my opinion, a really healthy place to come from. Like, that's really where you start to get into now I'm ready to love someone, right? Now I'm ready to really love someone in the way that you could. You could meet someone who you can be with, with thir for 30 years, you know, like given, yeah. depending on how long your life goes, we don't, yeah. none of us know how long that is, but you know, um, like you could absolutely find a true love relationship for the next 30 years of your life. And I think being, coming from that place of like, I know myself and I love myself, and now I'm ready to love you from that place. Right. That is what I think. That, that's like the juicy new relationship feeling. Rather than this like, you need to do this and this and this and this. And that's, you know, going to, and here's your person and go love them. Um, I think when you start from that place that you've just mentioned of like, yeah, I feel good in my skin. And I, you know, I understand who I am. And I know Andrew. Now you can go love someone else in a way that's you know that's life-changing love yeah and, so. and and i i'm i'm would love to have that uh if, if i can manage to squeeze out 30 more years on this earth and i can find somebody uh but i i it's it's funny because i we I jumped from relationship to relationship because I didn't want to be alone. I, you know, so if one relationship ended, I was right. I, my whole story is, but this whole podcast is about that. And for, this is the first time I've been single for this long in my life, other than uh, a couple of times. My first year of sobriety, I, I stayed single. Mm -hmm. But I, I actually got sober 
because a woman kicked me out of her life that I was engaged to. So I, I, I stayed single that first year, only thinking that she would come back to me after I got sober, and she never did. So I don't even count that as being single for a year. I, st I got sober for her. Right. <laughs> and then ended up staying sober for myself, which was yeah. a, another whole story. So, uh, okay, any final thoughts on this Twin Flames thing? Uh, you know what really bothers me is on both documentaries, the families that are uh, Jeff and Shalia seem to tell these vulnerable people that uh, I know you probably saw this in the in the documentary that they were some of them were they tell them that they were abused as children, mm. and that your family is your enemy, and so they 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 alienate you from your family. There there were several moms on the documentaries whose daughters, I think sons and daughters were in twin flames and they were they received letters in the mail saying this is my last letter goodbye please don't contact me yeah. and and it's heartbreaking to watch a mom or i think there were there was a father too to get a letter from your child to say i'm no longer going to be in contact with you and some of these we're talking young 18 19 20 20 who yeah yeah, so that's where we can get into talking about the cult stuff again. So we, we talked a little bit at the beginning of like, like very typical cult behavior is, is it starts slow, right? Like you first just start slow, then there's a community element. So you get, you get kind of with other like-minded people, so to speak. And there's often in that community, there's certain language that's used that's special. Like, you know, like the mirror work and the, you know, they're kind of these techniques that are like the in-group right it's exclusive to this group and this is how we talk this is how we communicate and this is how we think um so you get kind of this group think going on and then another very significant sign of cult behavior is cutting you off from other people who have been in your life for a long time and family is a super powerful thing to cut you off from because there you know there's something about the nuclear family that's like you know <laughs> <laughs> that is some powerful human stuff and you know maybe it's just dna but uh also if you grew up with with your family um there there's there's a there's a young lady i'm looking at my notes um and and i i don't see her name here and it's probably better off that i don't mention it but one of the women that are in twin flames is a twin her twin mm -hmm. sister yeah. Yeah. and she joined twin flames and she wrote her a letter saying, you know, please don't contact me. I think I think she the twin sister reached out to her and said, what are you doing? Why don't we? And she said, stop. So it's almost ironic in the sense that a twin sibling, a genuine biological twin sibling, which have a whole spiritual connotation because a lot of twins can like talk, finish each other's right. sentences and things like that. Where it just boggles my mind that, that a, a twin, biological twin, would actually cut their own sibling off like that. Yeah. Their actual yeah. twin. <laughs> their actual twin, <laughs> right. Twin yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's another sign. It just, it, it's, that's, that's not really love. No, <laughs> not at all. Define it is like, that's not... 
if being in love with the person you're in love with requires that you change your whole life and cut off everyone yeah. you've ever known, no, that's, um, not that's usually a really bad sign. And that's, I mean, usually it's a sign of abuse, actually. is that, That's usually um, emotional abuse that's about to lead to physical abuse is how, what, how that, where that usually leads in general. Yeah. Um, and then in, in that situation, it just seems to be, yeah, it, it, I, I won't say pervasive because, again, I think we probably got a kind of a skewed, a little bit of a skewed uh, version of, of the events based on the documentaries. But um, just given how often it is happening, like, like the frequency of it, it's just um, that's disturbing. It is very yeah, disturbing. Really disturbing. So, very disturbing. Um, yeah, you got to be aware when people tell you they have all the answers and that it's got to be their way or the highway. <laughs> uh, when people start telling you um, to change who you are, that's also, uh, you know, a little bit should raise a few. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes physically change because they actually have people trans transgendering, which yeah. uh, that that's something I, I have no problem with if you make that decision on your own. But yeah. Jeff and Shalia are telling these, so they'll they'll assign a, a twin flame to you, same sex, and then tell that person to go have top surgery yeah. and say you you are now the masculine energy in that relationship. And these people go do this. Yeah. Oh, and that's why you brought me on, too, because I, I teach feminine energy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, th that, that teaching also, it is a sacred teaching of feminine and masculine energy, right? The yin and the yang or yin yang um, from ancient Asian uh, teachings. Phil philosophy. Philosophy, yeah. Um, and uh, that's not how that stuff works. <laughs> no. That is, that is not how those energy teachings work. They are not about your physical appearance, right? They're, they're yeah. not about gender. They have, they have nothing to do with, you know, how you present. Um, that is, has changed very, very much in the last several thousand years. Uh, the way we present our gender has changed. So those, those teachings have nothing to do with, you know, who you love or, um, how short your hair is. Like, right, that is, right. That is, that is not what the idea of masculine and feminine in terms of sacred, like I think they use divine, right? Divine, right. feminine, divine, masculine. That is not what those teachings are about at all. Um, all of the sacred teachings around that teach that we all have both and that we just, you know, we channel them differently through our bodies because we do have different anatomy and... Um, yeah, it, it's about it, it's about your personal power, right? It's about your sovereign power. It's not about who you love <laughs> or what you look like. Like those are that's not what those teachings are about, and that's not the goal of those teachings either. Um, and in fact, in Hermetic teaching, which is sort of the Western line that interplays with the Hindu and the Tibetan teachings of feminine, masculine. Uh, the law of polarity is that all truths are but half-truths. Like, that's the actual law of polarity. So that's a really different take on that. Wow. Than, rather than like, oh, you're masculine, you better look like this, you better have this anatomy, you better love this kind of person. Um, the law of polarity is that all truths are but half-truths, which is about moderation. <laughs> okay. It's, like, it's 
it's like there are two poles, sure, like there's masculine and feminine, and then there's the middle ground, which is where we live. <laughs> so it's basically like a spectrum. It's a spectrum, exactly. And maybe you fall to one side, maybe you fall to the other, maybe you land in the middle. Uh, and, you know, it's not about forcing yourself to one side or the other. Or the other. Choosing, you know, yeah, how to, you know, what, I don't know, physical <laughs> traits to put on your body. Like, it just, that is just, um, that is a perversion, actually. It's a perversion of those teachings. And... Um, uh, very unfortunate perversion of those teachings, and um, I I haven't talked to the to any of the people who have undergone that much uh, change transition, but I really um, I hope they're okay. I really I, hope they're okay. I I I don't know if this is if this is a question that I, that you can answer, but do you have any clients who have have transed? Gendered? Not, not clients. Um, no, I, to my knowledge, have only worked with people who identify as either ma man or woman. Right. Um, yeah. But um, I have friends and, uh, and family members. So, uh, yeah. There, there was a, uh, in, in one of the documentaries, and I think I can mention her name. Her name was Arcelia. And she was a trans, uh, trans into a woman prior to coming to Twin Flames. Mm -hmm. And she was interviewed in the Netflix documentary. And she even left the TFU because when they found out that she was trans, they, uh, they embraced it. Mm -hmm. And then they actually took advantage of it. And she felt that she was, they, they, gave, they made her the poster child of like saying, if you are a, a LBGTQ or trans, you can also join us. We'll find you the twin. I think, and that's where they kind of started going in that direction. And yeah. then Jen, Jeff, and Shelia started pairing people uh, because they, they made this guarantee to somewhere when you join that we'll, we'll guarantee you will you'll either find your twin flame or you whatever. If if after like after spending a thousand dollars you didn't find your twin flame they would assign one to you and it would be it could so if you were a, a female they might assign another female but tell that female you are now the male the the masculine energy yeah <laughs> just yeah and it would be like wait a minute you telling me that I now have to be a woman yeah <laughs> you know? and, and yeah. Right. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not how those teachings work. No, 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 no. And when someone's telling you who to love, that's, that's just, yeah. you know, yeah. And, and and even to have a guarantee like that, like, that's some good marketing. I tell yeah. you what, good marketing. Because, of course, who's short? $4,000 for, for your soulmate? That's, that's like pennies for, yeah. for a lifelong love, right? If you like, think about it. That's so, pennies for lifelong. If you think about it, some matchmakers charge way more than that. Oh, yeah. um, some elite matchmakings are up in twenty five thousand dollars, and we'll we'll find your soulmate or match or, or a match. Uh, so it's if about you, the steal. That's on sale. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's where I was headed for four thousand uh, dollars. But yet you have to go through the courses and you have to do the mirror thing and you have to also work for free and and uh, the the all sorts of nonsense going on and, and possibly trans 
gender also. Right. So, right. okay, Alana, uh, I, I could talk to you for another hour on this. It, I, I don't know why I'm fascinated by this, but it, it bothers me to the point, and I mentioned this to you earlier, that I belong to a couple of Facebook groups. And um, so I'm doing this investigation to help uh, I have spoken to some of the, the people that were in the documentary uh, privately. Um, I've asked some of them to come on the podcast. Some of them have, some of them haven't. Uh, but um, I, I, I'm just fascinated by this concept and how these two are just getting away with it. With yeah. And, and and that there's nothing that the law, you know, maybe law enforcement can't do anything about it, but there's... Um, well, I think what you're doing, well, I'll just interrupt, sorry. Sure, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm babbling. Because <laughs> it's not law enforcement that can fix this. It's just people's awareness that, you know, this is cult behavior. Mm-hmm. And this is not a guarantee to find someone you really love and are attracted to and can go the distance with. You know, like that's not... Um, that's not that's not what you're signing up for when you join that group. And so the more people are aware that that that's not, you know, yeah, you can't spend four thousand dollars and get a soulmate. Thank you. I, I, and and that's why I some of the uh, people on the Facebook group wanted to know what my agenda was about in doing this. And I said just to continue the conversation and get the more people that are aware because while after the documentary i heard that their sales dipped a little bit but they're mm-hmm. they're still doing fine there's they got people joining them so yeah you know i just wanted to mention something about cults uh you probably have heard of this there are people and usually they're alcoholics who look at aa as a cult they'll say aa you know oh that's just a cult mm-hmm. and being a member of aa i can tell you it's not because uh, they don't make you do anything. They, yeah. they all, all they have is suggestions. And if anything, they they suggest you highly go back to your family and make amends and reconnect with your family and yada yada yada. So you're also uh, free to go at any time. You're free to yeah. without you know experiencing backlash from your community. No, there's nobody that will talk dirty down and angry at you and and call you. Uh, there was one. YouTube video that they showed where Jeff actually, the woman was crying because she was depressed and she couldn't find her twin flame. And Jeff called her an effing pussy. And, you know, and, 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 I think the mother was watching the. That's what it was. The one of the mothers was watching her daughter on YouTube talking to Jeff, and the mother just was on. How could you be? And then he calls himself the second coming of Christ, and then and then they take a picture of him with long hair, and they put a picture next to Jesus, and they say, "Look, yeah. oh, he looks just like Jesus." Yeah. To make the marketing on this is just. I, I have to say, I think he's a genius. Yeah. But it's but a, yeah. but. A, but a but a psychologically disturbed genius, you know. Well, many, many geniuses are psychologically yeah. disturbed. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it's too bad he's using it for this purpose, you know. Yeah. Um, and that that's really a shame. But um, yeah, I I think just the more people who know, like this is what cults do. 
right? Because an even larger picture, like not just these people, but this is what cults do in general. Is and this this happens not just in twin flame situations, <laughs> um, but also like if you are in that place of desperation and sadness and heartbreak and loneliness, like that's not the place to turn. No. That's the real message. Is like that's not the place to turn. Um, you know, find find anything else. Uh, a a free support yeah. group. Yeah. Um, uh, any kind of support group that you don't have to pay anything. Uh, there are yeah. so many support groups out there today. Self-help groups. Uh, you know, tw- I'm obviously in the 12-step one, but there are so many that are non-12-step based. Uh, for yeah. almost every ailment or every disease or every situation out there, there is a support group. Yeah. And and sometimes that's all you really need. But I, I just paying all this money to be abused and yeah it's just it's just sad so yeah it's heartbreaking i mean it's yeah i i was telling you like those those episodes just made me cry for those people who yeah are being abused like they're being abused and um i will make a prediction that that I, i i i would i would hope that within a matter of years this organization will come crumbling down they're going to make a mistake well, somewhere that's the yeah thing. always crumble and yeah. so that's the hope but but it, it can take work and expose you know like like amazon netflix and you are doing. yeah so um well by doing this i'm hoping another podcast will pick up on it and another one and and you know there's estimation of, uh, i think there's an estimation of five million podcasts are currently circulating in, around the world and i obviously can't listen to them all but i don't hear this being talked about among any of them and I, that's all i'm trying to do is keep the the narrative going the, the conversation going and bringing it to another medium and hopefully that another medium will just keep snowballing and make more people aware because the more people are aware that maybe they won't fall for this and hopefully there's somebody who's heartbroken who lost a loved one through heartbreak uh, uh not through death but through heartbreak or possibly don't fall for this type of um cult or yeah. organization slash cult so yeah. all right alana i think we're going to wrap it up um good. all right and just Quickly, uh, tell us where we can find you online. So I am at Sovereign-Dating.com or Sovereign Dating Instagram, YouTube, all over all over the map. <laughs> um, and, and you can also find my book, The Art of Feminine Seduction, wherever books are sold. I was just going to mention, please, please mention your book. And I see that in the background over your shoulder, The Art of Feminine Seduction. Um, is that something that I should read? Is, um, is it for, it's, for male um, or female? It's written specifically for straight women, but uh, again, the teachings of feminine and masculine are not about your gender or sex or sexuality. So, uh, you know, while it is, the language in it is for straight women seeking seeking men, seeking long-term partnership with men, in fact, too, um, kind of the other secret is it's for anyone who has um, a shadow, is what I call it, around seduction, which is how to get what you want in love, like in mm. romantic love. Okay. Because um, seduction feels very, ooh, like, <laughs> very, uh, there's a lot of power stuff in there. Like our conversation oh, yeah. is a lot about power. There's a lot of stuff about power in that word. And so it's kind of about deconstructing 
um, the way we conceptualize power in relationships. And for people who are, uh, you know, feminine women or who have that core sexuality can help you re reconnect with the feminine aspect of yourself. Um, and uh, also, but also for men, because many men have disconnected from the feminine side of themselves too. So <laughs> I just realized that um, I did get some emails from some of my listeners from women, women, and they said that I had too many male dating coaches on and they would like me to have a female dating coach on. And I just realized that you are one of them. And I am going to, and, and just for the audience knows, we did record an episode back in September that I'll be releasing uh, right after this episode. So uh, Alana, will, you'll, you're going to get a double dose of Alana over the next seven days. So you she'll be... And you're answered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so to the people who have asked for female dating coaches, I not only did I bring you one, I, I brought you to her twice. And she's got an awesome book out um, that you can um, purchase and read. And I think you'll get something out of that. So, Alana, thank you for joining me again today. And uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Andrew, for this conversation. My pleasure. I would like to thank Alana McKenzie very much for coming back and speaking with me on the Twin Flames controversy. Thank you for your wisdom and thank you for your uh, everything that you offered. Um, and if you liked what you heard from Alana, I am doing something I've never done before. Uh, the lost episode that Alana and I did back in September is up next. I'm doing a two for Tuesday. So I'm releasing two episodes today, which is Tuesday, February 13th. And of course, yes, it's the day before Valentine's Day, but I already covered that last weekend. Um, so up next, if you, th this episode will end, but the episode after this will be the lost episode archive of Alana where she talks about her sovereign dating uh, dating coaching practice and um, I urge you to take a listen to that because Alana is fantastic take a look at her website I was really blown away by her website it was done extremely well and I even asked her who did her website because I'm thinking about redoing mine and um, so anyway if you're enjoying this podcast, if you're enjoying this docu-series, if you're enjoying any of what I've been doing for the past year and a half, I ask you to take five minutes or less and just go down to the bottom if you're on Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. If you're on Spotify, they allow you to leave reviews now for each episode. So I would love to hear your opinion on each episode if you're on Spotify. You can also just ask me a question or contact me. Uh, of course, in the show notes is all my contact information. And lastly, if you're going to make a choice in, especially now around Valentine's Day, I urge you to just take some time before you commit to the next person. If you know anything about my story, I chose poorly and yes i got a podcast out of it but i had to go through some major major heartbreak to get to this point and i am doing better and i'll be addressing that in my next weekend rant which 
I have not done it in a while, but please choose wisely. Until next time, folks. Ciao.